Scarantino, and this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. Every week, I'm going to be talking about a new topic to help you guys get the fuck off the shit that doesn't serve you anymore. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I used to work as a bartender, and I lived in the New York City bar scene. I smoked between a pack or two a day, and I was what you'd call quite overweight. I learned that the secret to adopting a healthy lifestyle is a series of mindset shifts. Unfortunately, they don't always come with an owner's manual, so I decided to start this podcast to give you guys the nuts and bolts without you having to do all the research on your own. Getting healthy does not mean you have to sacrifice your outstanding personality, and it actually can be quite a fun journey. I'm really excited to have you guys on that journey with me. Let's get off together. Everybody, welcome back to the 83rd episode of the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I'm so happy to have you all here with me. I'll tell you what, I don't have a lot to talk about today. I have been encountering a ton of resistance. I recorded a whole thing, talked for like seven minutes. It was a bag of hot air, deleted it. Now I'm back um, trying again. And I thought I'd just talk about resistance because that was the thing that came up this weekend and that was our topic of our call in my women's coaching community day one. We were talking about the resistance that we have in our lives and in the group but mostly in our lives and how resistance shows up for us. And I I really wanted to sort of talk about what resistance is, what it looks like, where you see it, um, examples of resistance. And throw in this old line, it's, it's an old adage, what you resist persists, which is something that I learned uh, from a mentor of mine many years ago. He did not make that up. It's been said so many times. But it's something that I carry with me because I've seen that in my life both when I was putting shit down and picking shit up. So, so what I mean with that is when I quit smoking, when I quit drinking, that was putting shit down. When I started running, when I started a business, when I started um, changing my identity, that was picking shit up. Um, these are these are different sorts of of concepts, but resistance appears in your life when something threatens who you believe you are. Mark Manson writes in his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, about this, about how if something threatens your identity, the more it threatens your identity, the more you will want to avoid it. So that is a piece where a lot of times we see resistance. So I just wanted to talk about like resistance first in the way of getting rid of something. So this is the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I started this, get off the smokes, get off the sauce, get off your ass. Those were the three um, catchy little things that I, I started this podcast by saying. And when you want to stop smoking or stop drinking, you will have resistance. And you're going to have it in two ways. So the first is the drug addiction. And that is going to be present in both of those ways. And then there is the identity piece. So in the actual physical aspect, I work with people who want to stop drinking. And anytime I work with somebody that wants to stop drinking, there is resistance to just letting it go. Now, I'm a harm reductionist and I believe that drinking less is definitely better than binge drinking. However, I'm also logical and I believe 
just by what I've seen that you have to get out from under the umbrella of the haze that is being a heavy drinker for you to be able to see the true benefits of putting it down. So if you're the sort of person that's like, I'm not going to drink, I'm not going to drink. And then by day three or four, you always do. Hey, you're like a lot of people. You're, 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 you probably think, oh, I did such a great job. I went three days. No, you didn't do a great job. That's just, that's just when it gets hard. <laughs> that's when the resistance overpowers you. I shouldn't say you didn't do a great job, but I am. I'm going to say you didn't do a great job because it's the same shit all the time, right? Like that's the way that we always do it. We're like, oh, I, I, I'm doing so great. I didn't, I didn't do it today and I didn't do it tomorrow. Day three, boom, I'm hammered out of my mind, puking in a trash can. I don't want to be the sort of person that is harsh in that way. But the thing is, this is kind of the same thing as when we cut down, when we quit smoking, right? We cut down, and Alan Carr talks about this in his book. What happens is we just place time between the time we smoked until the next time we smoke. So when we smoke all the time, we don't really like that we're smoking. Martin John always says, do you like that you're doing this? So we don't really like that we're smoking. We might like smoking, but we don't like that we're smoking. We don't really care for it. But when you put 12 hours in between your cigarettes, all of a sudden every cigarette becomes coveted and desirable. So the same thing kind of happens with alcohol. Like by the third or fourth day, that's usually the height of the withdrawals from the alcohol. But Andy, I don't have withdrawals. There's nothing wrong with me. No, I never said that. See, that's the stigma from society. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just it's a really addictive fucking thing. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're an alcoholic, but it's a really addictive fucking thing. So yeah, by the third day, you're going to feel a little a bit on edge because that's the way it goes by the third day. Nothing wrong with you. And that's when it gets hard. And then there's resistance and the resistance comes in in that you have to choose whether your why is big enough or if you're going to give in to that physical pull of the, you know, opponent process or whatever the hell's going on or the the stress or the withdrawal, whatever the fuck it is, you're going to have to make a choice. Now... I, I talk about this because there's always resistance to wanting to put stuff down. But we don't really understand how to feel inside of our bodies if we don't put shit down long enough to get back to ourselves. So, for example, I'm an intuitive eater and I can intuitively incorporate pizza into my diet, right? But in order for me to be able to do that, I had to get rid of all garbage processed food. I'm going to say garbage processed food because there's so much processed food in the world and, you know, it's, 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 it doesn't really have a lot of nutritional value. I'm sure there's an RD somewhere listening to this saying, stop saying that. Well, you know, I'm not an RD. But there's a lot of stuff, you know, like, like, in the world that that isn't all that nutrient dense and not that great for it for us and i can intuitively eat those things and eat them when appropriate but in order for me to be able to do that 
I had to first teach my body things about nutrient-dense food because I didn't eat nutrient-dense food for a really long time. So I had to introduce those things and, and get my body to be able to crave those things and get my body to be able to produce gut enzymes to digest those things. And like just so much biological change had to happen for me to get to a place where I could have balance in that regard. Well, the same kind of is true with your drinking. When you drink heavily every day or when you just drink every day, you live under this haze. It's like this perpetual haze, this umbrella-like haze. And it just goes on and on. And you can't really ever see clearly. I worked with a young woman. She was just brilliant. I mean, she's just a brilliant young woman. And listen to this podcast. So if you're listening, you know who you are. I think that you're fantastic. (laughs) She knows who she is. I don't know if she's here or not. But if she's listening, she knows who she is. Um, And when we were working together, she still drank on occasion. And now she's sober, like, probably by the time this comes out, over 90 days. Um, Congratulations. Um, and, And sent me an audio message recently saying, Andy, sobriety is gold. And I, and I'm paraphrasing, but she said, I, I now understand what you're talking about with just being out of that haze and, you know, be, being able to see that, have that clarity. But that comes from like putting shit down and, and not picking it back up for a while. And I don't know, you know, if she will ever choose to drink again. I mean, she may, she may not. I think that you need to experience that clarity, though, for it to be attractive. And a lot of people don't want to go through the resistance for that first month or even two months to be able to understand what that clarity even looks or feels like. It's it's a big thing, and we're kind of always there. So there's going to be resistance. There's the actual addiction part of the resistance. And then there's the idea that of your identity that part of the resistance and that's the part where you believe that this is adding value to your life and you believe that this is something that is making things better for you and this is like this is part of me who will I be without this will people like me will I not be fun what will I ever do with my time these are questions that we ask what will people think of me Resistance. Resistance is an actual neurological thing where we we have anxiety when we try to do anything different than we've always done. The brain thinks it's unsafe. And then the identity piece. And these are where resistance pops up in our lives. There are all sorts of resistance, like ways that resistance could show up in your life. Um, Some examples from day one without really giving specifics. Um, Overwhelm about planning something um, and there being just so many details so you resist um, storytelling about about things so that you could not entertain a new reality for yourself like these are some things um, picking up a new practice such as meditation or journaling I mean we want to do it And then we do it for like three days and then the resistance comes in. So that could be a couple of things. That could be identity. Sure, identity is wonderful. But then that also could be that we just don't want to engage in the rigor 
and we give it up. So I gave the example in day one about myself and how at the beginning of the year, Andy, I've talked about Andy, Andy decided that he wanted to do this sacred hour and he wanted to involve all of us in this sacred hour where you don't like look at your phone or engage with the outside world for the first hour of the day. I thought that was a really great idea. However, I had resistance to this idea. And what I, and I eventually, after about two weeks, just said, fuck it, I'll give a shit. I'm I'm fucking going to open my eyes and look at my Instagram when I do that. And does that serve me? Yeah, not really. It doesn't really serve me. It doesn't align with the Kabbalah concept of soul in control. Like you're supposed to have your soul in control for the first couple of hours of your day. It doesn't align with that. But my why was not big enough for me to overcome the resistance. Now, on the other hand, my running, my running is like my connection to source, my connection to God, my connection to the earth, my connection to my body. My running is the most sacred part of my day. There's nothing that's going to get me to not do that. I will get up in the morning and I will have resistance. And there will be times where I'm like, I do not want to do this today. And I run about six days a week. And so I do give myself a day off. But there will be day. I mean, there was there was a time when I didn't, like in early COVID, which was, you know, questionably stupid. But there was a time like where I, like I get up in the morning and not there was a time, but there, every day I get up in the morning and when I get up in the morning, I most of the time am not really excited about going out and running. I'm not really excited about doing it. I really am not thrilled, really not thrilled about the idea of doing it. And I do it anyway, because the resistance is there. The resistance will always be there. But my why is so big that there is nothing that can take me away from doing that. So there's nothing that can take me away from that connection to source, to God, to my body, to the earth, to my upper abdominals, which are about as hard as cinder blocks. My lower abdominals are also as hard as cinder blocks, but they are well hidden by by a nice uh, soft cushion. Um, but my upper abdominals, oh my! Like they are just like these little baby rocks, and I sometimes have this resistance, and I just think, oh my god. Today is not the day that I want to do this. And then I think, think about your fucking gorgeous legs, girl. Think about your fucking gorgeous upper abdominals. Think about that fucking D. You love that D. I'm talking about vitamin D. Thinking about that vitamin D. Soak it into your skin that you didn't have in February when you wanted to fucking take an axe to every single living creature that crossed your path. Think about that fucking D and get out there and get that D, girl. And that's me in the morning. And I overcome the resistance because the why is so big. The why is so big. My connection to source is so big. There is no amount of resistance that could keep me away from that. So if you want to start a new habit, that fucking habit is, it needs to be larger than fucking life. If you want to put down something, especially something addictive like cigarettes or alcohol, the the why's got to be larger than life because your brain will forget the pain of the, the trauma of why you want to put it down. That's why women forget the trauma of childbirth. I know somebody that has 10 children 
if your brain remembered the trauma of childbirth, that would not have occurred. We'd all stop at one, but we don't. We have more because our brains will forget. So your brain will forget the time that you were vomiting on the street and your brain will forget the time that you had that questionable sex with that questionable person and may or may not have contracted gonorrhea. Um, that your brain will just forget those things. Your brains will forget the texts that you sent or the fact that you were in such a spiral that you took very graphic photos of your hemorrhoids and sent them to somebody. Not that I've ever done that. Um, <laughs> I have. Let me tell you, your brain will forget all of the shit. So your why has to be huge. Your why has to be huge. And it's got to be a why that's serving. So like with quitting smoking, for example, that's got to be a why that's serving because no one gives a fuck about cancer because your brain does not understand future tense. So it doesn't care that you that you might get cancer. It doesn't give two fucking shits. You will buy those packs of cigarettes with the diseased lungs on them until the fucking cows come home. Then you're going to have so many cows and you're going to have cancer too. Nobody cares. Like you, your brain does not understand future tense. So the why has to be a serving why when you have this resistance. Your identity. Identity resistance is another thing. Um, if something threatens your identity, you'll tend to avoid it. So you have to ask yourself the questions about what's the story. I will tell you another story. I had resistance to creating content and posting for a long time. And it was because someone that I love very much that was a teacher of mine. You know, I tell... I tell these stories kind of ambiguously, but, you know, people close to me would be able to understand who it was. Um, I, I just felt that they should be more than me. And, and I felt that they should do this more than I did. So if they weren't creating, I wouldn't, I would say, well, who am I to? Like, who am I to do this since this person? isn't doing it and, and why would I deserve this like why do I deserve this because they deserve more than me and it was all a story like it's a story about that there's no one person that deserves more than any other person I have a whole different life than this person in all sorts of different you know like all sorts of different ways they don't deserve any more than I do I've been working with people since I was like fucking 15 years old like what they don't deserve any more than I do but I, I told a story that they did and that was where my resistance came in so when you have a resistance there might be a actually there's very likely a story an identity story I was talking about this you know this identity piece this is an example an identity story or a worthiness story and not enough story there's a lot lot going on in terms of resistance I had resistance to doing this episode just because Martin is here he should be Coming in any second, we're going to be spending some time together. He's bringing me some chicken. I'm excited about it. And and that's going to be great. Um, and I had some resistance to doing this. But then I thought about my why. And my why is so big. Because I receive emails from people saying, your podcast helped me in so many ways. And when I get these emails, I think, that's... That's bigger than me. So, yeah, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to talk for 
20 minutes of hot air. I'm going to do it, you know, once a week. I'm going to do it because it's helping somebody. And that why is big. And that why is big enough that I can overcome this resistance. So if you guys are looking to put something down, if you guys are looking to start something new, just remember that what you resist persists. So if there is resistance, that is a great opportunity for you to take a closer look at yourself. Why is that there? So that about does it for this week's episode on resistance. Thank you all for joining me this week on the Get the Fuck Off podcast. I will be back next week with another episode. Until then, you can visit me on my website, getthefuckoff.com. You can send me an email, Andy, A-N-D-E-E, at getthefuckoff.com. Tell me where you're resisting. And um, yeah, I will be back next week. I hope you all have a wonderful week and take care of yourselves. Stay safe and stay beautiful.